Mallory's Heart Foundation is a small nonprofit organization that was created in the memory of Mallory Norell with the goal of building, feeding, and educating in small communities in the country of El Salvador. Projects currently supported by the foundation include feeding programs, building projects for natural disaster prevention, provisions for disaster relief, and university scholarships. 100% of the donations go directly to local community coordinators in Central America with the goal of bettering the livelihood and education of the people in that area. Visit Mallory'sHeart.com for details including photo, video, and donation opportunities. That's M-A-L-L-O-R-Y-S-H-E-A-R-T.com and 100% of the proceeds go to those in need. Hey there, kids. What you're about to listen to is an improvised comedy podcast, so none of this is medical advice. If you want medical advice or medical care, contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. Sit back, relax, and take in the vast medical wisdom of a man who's once been described as the Guy Fieri of modern medicine. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to Jock Doc, where we discuss fitness and health and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, DrLondonSmith.com. Another listener mentioned that they stop listening when I use such complicated terms as uh, blood, abdomen, and medication. Oh, calm down, Doc. Okay. No idea what you're talking about. Flying right by me. Okay. okay. So, so I'm going to go ahead and try, I'll try to put everything in layman's terms for, uh, for everyone so that we all stay on the same page. Thank you. Okay. And here to help with that is our producer, Cameron, uh, who's been already chiming in, helping us to stay on track. Hi, guys. I'm here to kind of make Dr. London a little more tolerable, I guess. All right. So sometimes I can get caught up in the details and I lose appeal. So he does He does help me to stay on track. And this is, you know, this is my equipment. I'm That's, letting, sorry. We, and I'm we are indebted to this. him yeah, for... For, for supplying the equipment and uh, for finding these these guests of ours. So as always, we are also joined by uh, DJ Dylan in the house. We are also expecting uh, an extra special guest later, so look forward to that. So we continue to receive a great deal of great listener feedback. But first of all, thank you all for your input and criticisms. Some have made the claim, one listener in particular, made the claim that I am a pipe squeak and could not handle myself in a fight. Uh, so once again, thank you for that response. But I would like to clarify that the nickname of Jock Doc is derived far more from my hobbies and physical fitness uh, rather than my you know, ability to throw a punch. That's not really, you know, violence isn't really my thing so much. I'm, I'm sort of after the opposite. So, but but enough of that. So let's get to the. You fun did stuff. beat me up. So okay, here. I don't know where we're flying, but we're flying past this again. Right. So, okay, when it happened, it was, I tried to beat you up. I I remember. So it's called. I don't know if you've heard the term self defense, but you were going at me with a bottle. Yeah. You, you were 
you had a bottle in your hand. Thank you. Yes, and that sound is yeah. actually. But it was a bottle of medicine. So, right? Well, it was a bottle Doctor of. Doctor stuff. Well, it was a bottle of whiskey, which used to be considered medicine. Yeah, it's got three X's on the bottle. Medicine. Right. So, so when you hit me with that, well, for one thing, that caused me injury. And then for another, me fighting back wasn't so much a fighting back as it was subduing you so that we could put you in restraints. And it, so almost in a way, you beating me with the bottle I tried to beat you with, you grabbed the bottle out of my hand, you started beating me with it. That was almost your medicine. I Right? It, it was, I suppose you could call it prophylaxis, which is a medical term for uh, preventing uh, harm. I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore, man. In this day and age? Okay, d- to clarify, it's not a, a racist or sexist term, to my knowledge. In any case, so, yes, that that incident did happen. You were very intoxicated and attacked me. Well, yeah, I drink a full bottle of whiskey. That's what I was trying to hit you with. Right, and so I didn't... You did beat me up. Well, and when you say beat you up, I simply held you down because you were trying to not only attack me, but then also the children that were there. You kept insisting you had to... I was blacked out, man. I don't even remember. Well, yeah, I I can tell. So, in any case, if you wouldn't mind, let's go ahead and put that... I was trying to not mention it because I thought it might be more embarrassing for you. I Uh, thought it would be interesting for the listeners to talk about maybe the medical science behind why you beat me over the head with the bottle I tried to beat you with. Okay, well, actually, if it's okay, we'll go ahead and move on to the ER story. I mean, it's, it's not okay at all, but, you know, it's your show. It's kind of my show. <clears throat> okay. It's my stuff. Okay. And once again, I am I am indebted to you for, for this equipment, and I appreciate it. And you... Uh, you... Yeah, let's move on. Let's go... Okay. What, what are we talking about today, Doc? Can I try to talk about it in maybe human terms, not... Not these alien languages okay. that are like bleep, blorp, uh, penicillin, okay. bleep, blorp. So today... Take me to your stethoscope. Okay, so today we have a story from the ER. We had a patient come in unconscious around 10 p.m. for a heroin overdose. And heroin Ooh. is yeah, very much a depressant. It, it uh, really depresses your whole... Well, it's kind of early to start doing that in the day, too. I, I am not sure on the, the timing that's best for, for you know, partaking in such a dangerous drug. Well, I think if you got a good amount, you want to start at about like 11.30. That gets you right over around, should, should push through into midnight. It's usually the time you want to. Sure. Well, in any case, they came in at 10 p.m. for a heroin overdose. Uh, she came in, uh, she comes in every couple of weeks with her fiance, so in the hospital we call that a frequent flyer. Anyway, she She's got points. I can't access my hospital points account, by the way. I've racked up like 30,000 points and I, I can't figure out how to log in. Well, to be honest, to my knowledge, we do not have a frequent flyer uh, sort of you status. You just said that you have a frequent flyer program. I'm telling you, I've got 30,000 points somewhere 
I can't figure out how to log into my account. Okay, so frequent flyer is actually a uh, a term. It's a sort of a sarcastic phrase based on that concept of frequent flyer miles. So it's not a legitimate thing where you you acquire points. It is simply a term used for someone who you know comes into the hospital right. on a regular basis, yeah, frequently. And so uh, I do not believe that you would actually have points acquired. I'm not sure where you're getting the 30,000. You don't think she has points acquired? I've got 30,000 points. Who told you that? I've just been keeping track. Pen and paper, lost art. In any case, so she comes in frequently uh, with her fiancé. So we got her treated, got her stabilized, and she regained consciousness around 2 a.m. At that point, she said, Doc, you gotta let me go. I have a job interview at 8 a.m., and I can't miss it. So we made sure that she could walk without injuring herself, and then she actually left against medical advice, presumably to uh, to go for that job interview. Did she get the job? I did not follow up with her on that. I'm not sure that I want her to. Well, you sound like a bad doctor. Well, in the ER, you actually don't have so much follow-up. You direct them to follow up with their regular doctor, such as uh, an internist or family doctor. I'm, I'm confused. What did you say when they called you as a reference? When who called me as a reference? Wherever she was applying for a job. Okay. She actually did not call me for a reference. She was only in the ER because of the heroin overdose. Right. She went into the ER. She's in the ER because she started a little early in the day. If she had started about maybe an hour and a half later, she'd probably be feeling pretty good. Okay. And well, then and she had to go into the job. She put you down as a reference. That's the part I don't think would be accurate. I don't think that she would put me down as a reference. I wouldn't put you down as a reference because you don't even know your own like point system at your hospital. We um, need to get to our... We actually have a sponsor. Oh, okay. Wow, this is, uh, this is great. It's actually a friend of ours from high school. Hey, is it Andy? It's Andy. Say hi, Andy. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, I haven't Andy. seen you guys in a long time. I know. It's been nice a bit. to see you. Nice to see you London, too. Did your nose get bigger, London? I'm I'm probably. It looks a little bit bigger. It seems like your nose has grown quite a bit since the last time I saw you. Well, London is actually a little bit of a brainiac with this kind of stuff. If London, you could talk about maybe why your nose has gotten so honking huge. Yeah, tell us how that happened anyway. Well, uh your nose grows over time but so does the rest of your body you you probably when we we met in adolescence right and so as i grew older generally i grew up we all grew taller and my nose just just grew that much in that space of time it's not have you been lying a lot you've been telling some fibs huh that's how your nose has been growing right well no i I don't believe so that's not a thing right if you tell no. lies, your nose grows. That's not a thing. No, that was Pinocchio. That but that's was, not like that was a fictional. No, that a was thing. a great documentary. But I mean, that's not a thing, right? Like if you tell lies, your nose grows big. That's like not a thing. I don't. I don't believe so. Why do you ask so like that? Hmm. Why do you ask? I mean, you. you I'm trying to talk to Andy it. over here, Andy. Okay. No, I'm telling you, it does. Wow, and this, this is medicine. I, and Y'all didn't for, watch that documentary Pinocchio about that little wooden boy who his dad loved him so much that he just came to life one day. 
Yeah, got eaten by a whale. Well, haven't we all? Have you been eaten by a whale before? Three days. Wow. I was in the belly of a whale. Really? When did this happen to you? Last weekend. Wow. Did you... Did you I go- paid for the experience. It's an experience that you pay. I went on a cruise. Okay. To South America. They offered all these packages, swimming with dolphins. <laughs> You know, visiting the native people and all the things that they sell and also get the whale belly experience. And that's what I went for. And it was great. Is this the sponsor being swallowed by a whale? I was going to bring that up. Thank you guys so much Mm -hmm. for being the sponsor because I wanted to tell you guys that I have finally decided to live my dream. Well, actually, you guys know that in high school I was a big singer. Oh, the best. And I have finally reached the point in my life that I'm ready to pursue that. Okay, well, just to chime in real quick. thankfully, I have my two great friends in this wonderful podcast you have going. And I really appreciate all of the money and everything that you're pouring into my career. It's really going to take off. It's really going to help a lot. So usually... thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. So to clarify... So my first song... That's not what we're... I actually wrote it myself about my boyfriend. We have been together for three weeks next Thursday. Oh, three weeks. And you wrote a song about him. Oh. Wow. When you experience true love, which I know you have not, London, when you experience true love, sometimes these things just pour out of you. And that's what happened with this song, and I'm going to be releasing it pretty soon, and I was going to give you guys a little demo, a little, you know, just so you know where your money's going. And that's, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a point of clarification I might need to make here is, uh, so a sponsor for the show is someone who Someone who pays, sponsors you. No, well, so... When you I was sponsor the... poor African children, you send them money so that they can get food and they can go to school and they can have uniforms and they can have clean water. But and in this me, case, I'm needing you to sponsor me so that I can feed my children while I'm trying to pursue my career as a country right. singer. So thank you for feeding my kids. Cameron, have all the sponsors been this type of sponsor where... We are meant to be paying them to be on the show. Uh, well, she's already given us her direct deposit slip, if that's what you're asking. So I've already put in yeah, all it's the information. Handled, London. You don't have to worry you and it's, your big I nose think it's about already it. In her account, right? Yeah, I think, I've already got it. I yes. already. Okay, said, you know, I, already I think got we're some good. Food. I got some chicken nuggets for my kids. He. Thank this you. is because he's a doctor. He gets caught up in the logistics of everything. He just every needs to stay thing. out of it. He's always been like that. Just stay out of it, London. Your get elbow's your big, over here. Get your, your big kneecap is nose. right here. Okay, so if... Your arthritis. So if you don't have anything to... If we aren't getting sponsorship from you, I probably will go ahead and go on with what we're going to talk about today, which is... Which is my new song. Well, and so it's actually the so kidneys. It, so you talked about how something was pouring out of you, something like, like this music and stuff. So similarly... You have this part of your body called the kidneys. Uh, you have two of them. They're, they're bean shaped. They're, uh, they're right on your flank on each side, on the right and the left. They actually filter the toxins in your blood. You... And they always hurt all the time. Uh, well, usually no. Uh, you, that's usually if you have an infection or a kidney stone or something like that. No, um, I no. So anyways, my new oh, song it's... is really probably going to... I just want you guys to get your Kleenexes out. 
Sorry, your tissues. I don't know if Kleenex is a sponsor of this show. I just sent them a check, so I think they're... I d- Get your Kleenex. And I just want to dedicate to this song to my boyfriend, DJ Dylan. Oh. So, honey, this is for you, sweetie. If you could just look me in the eyes, sweetie. Yes, thank you. All right, so here we go. Can I get a... Oh, we don't have... Brand new! That's right. Thank you, darling. Okay, so here we go. Happy anniversary, sweetie. I thank God for you and your mama, too, for making you the man you are that made me the girl I am today. I don't know where I'd be. I don't know what I'd see if I couldn't look through your eyes into these starry night skies and I'm sorry that I've got a hunchback wow that Andy that was amazing I'm sorry could you give your full artist name since you're um you know I guess you're promoting Andy Avala A-N-D-I-A-V-A-L-A Okay And you can actually catch me I'm going to be doing the chili cook-off circuit And I just want to say on a personal note Your hunchback I haven't seen it weep at all This entire time You know how it used to just kind of weep In high school Not a single drop Well I started taking some medicine for it and it <gasps> what medication? like the doctor podcast that's the podcast we're on my weeping back is no longer weeping because i give it zoloft every day you give your back specifically that makes so the medication sense. yeah how do you how do you do that needle how okay so you this doctor doesn't even know what a needle is a syringe is that right and then you because oh, Zoloft wants the, usually he wants comes, the medical term. Comes gonna call p- it a syringe. Nothing gets past this guy. I know, right? She's <laughs> always, you and your big nose always poking yeah. in on all these she terms. Puts Zoloft in a syringe and then injects it into her oh, hunchback. A Zoloft in a needle. So you take the pills and you crunch them up. Is, how, how do you do that? Is, is that is it my sorry? It's do you crunch them up, put them in water or something, and put them in a syringe? Or do you have some other way to... Yeah, well, sometimes apple juice. I think it tastes better if it's apple juice. Tastes better in your hunchback. And so, do you do this daily? I have to do it about three times a day with with a meal. And it actually requires a pretty hefty meal. You probably eat the size of the hunt, the hunchback, right? I have to fill it first. Sorry, DJ Dylan. How how did you? What did you think about that song? Brand new, brand new. Wow. That is I nice. I love you. What a great three week anniversary song. Next, well, three weeks next, next Thursday. Next Thursday. So two week anniversary today. It's kind of a rude, rude thing to say. It's I guess, three but... weeks next Thursday. No. Well, always you poking your big nose into things that. <laughs> You have no business poking your big nose in. Well, did your doctor tell you how to take your the Zoloft medication? Because that is a prescription medication. Yeah, I have a doctor. Okay, and so this doctor, is he a doctor of medicine? 
as far as I know. Okay. Oh, wait. Hey, DJ Dylan, is this, you were, the other day you were talking about you were writing a prescription for a patient? Yes. Is, is this, is maybe this kind of what we're talking about here? Yes. Is your boyfriend posing as a doctor? He's not posing, no. I get all my His stuff from DJ Dylan. His basement is open for all your doctor needs. So if you have an issue like you're you're having a heart attack or your you know your leg falls off you just go to his basement and he's got it all set up down there so you're and the best part is it's free oh so he's so he's a drug dealer who is dealing the drugs for free well, just to me. I mean, in any case, I I do want to be above board here. I also see Doctor Dylan for my knee. My knee does that weird thing. What weird thing? It's just like a weird thing. It doesn't go the right way. You mean like it doesn't? It's the wrong way. Your knee cap? It just points the wrong way. Okay, because that's another thing where you should really go to see a. Well, I see DJ Dillon. So, DJ Dillon, to my knowledge, is not a licensed uh, clinical physician. That's not what the degree says in his office. He has an office. I guess I, I was under the impression that he did not have an office. I said you go to his basement. Yeah. And what is what does his degree say? It says something about popping my knee, like making it point the right way. That's the only reason I went to him. So, so the degree specifically said, like something for your specific symptoms. Yeah, just something about knees that are kind of right, swinging the wrong way. He well, kinda... then you wouldn't guess what I've got. I've got. I brought a surprise along. Okay. I brought another friend from high school. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds great, Andy. Hey, yeah, uh, Jake, good to see you. Hey, bro. Or, sorry, Dr. London. <laughs> Either it's way. Kind of, it's kind of funny that you're you're the one who's the doctor now. If you don't know and you're listening, uh, me and Dr. London, we've been friends since, uh, well, acquaintances since sixth grade. But funny because he's the doctor now, but I actually kind of grew up being the one who was more the science buff in the medical field and all that. And you know, helping him with tests and stuff. So it's it, it really, I mean, it should be me that was a doctor, but things happen. Yeah, I, did I see you in DJ Dylan's basement the other day? I think so. Uh, you you might have. I yeah. mean, there's been a few parties down there. So these, it's it's iconoclast down there. You know what I mean? It's yeah, the, right. Yeah, it's its own thing. It's got its own culture. It's 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 um, you know, it reminds me a lot of uh, Harlem. Oh, yeah, way. it's like early days of hip hop type. Yeah, type right. Of thing. Yeah, it's kind of its own thing. It's, um, you know, really, it's kind of a hub of, yeah, like I said, culture, lots of cool parties, girls, you name it. Well, that's that sounds great. I haven't uh, caught up with you for a little bit. So you're saying that you are you're very into medicine and you were surprised that I I'm so into it and you kind of drifted. What? Uh, Well, no, I haven't drifted. I'm just saying I think it's like one of those funny things in life where like, you know, you're kind of the one who, in, in you know, in the friendship, who who's always kind of, you know, seeked out medical information, really become 
an expert on it, but then, you know, your friend kind of one-ups you and becomes the doctor. It's one of those kind of things. Uh, not not that I'm, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not dissing that. I think that's great and everything, but I just think it's kind of funny. I guess I... I felt like you were never super into science. Well, I was a little reclusive about it. You know, I didn't want to brag or whatever. You know, I, I mean, my mom taught me well, I guess, you know. Yeah, not like this guy. His whole thing is... Well, and, and there's some of that, you know, w- when you're a doctor, you, you kind of have to let it be known. I mean, you put MD next to your name or doctor, you know, however you want to do it. But. I disagree. I think you should stumble upon people being a doctor. Oh, yeah. Titles aside, but that's kind of what I... I did with DJ Dylan down in the basement. I just kind of stumbled upon it. You know, a friend told me about it. Yeah. About how he deals drugs? Uh, well, not specifically, but just more of like the party aspect of it's it. more of the medical science of it. I, I, I'm not sure he really knows all the science behind it, but he's definitely got a feel for it. You got to give him that. That's, that's one thing that I notice a lot of doctors don't have. And I'm sure it's different with you, but they tend to have a, less of a natural feel for the subject and they're coming at it from more of an academic angle. Yeah. So I would call them less of a healer and more of just a scientist. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Well, and maybe even a student. Yeah. more. Maybe, yeah, maybe they're just more like a... They're kind of a, just a constant student of the system. Really. Yeah. Um, that Preschoolers to- with finger paints just kind of making a picture of their mommy and daddy that's well, kind of what i see dr london as whereas when i'm in the basement with well dj dylan does a good job of making making medical my things right. and and making science fun you know and that's something that's missing in most doctor communities is making medical things and science a lot of fun and the games we play down there are insane yeah when you say games what do you oh we played a lot of games i mean when i was over there last last like couple weeks ago whatever when actually the night that he and andy met we actually we were playing a like spin the bottle but it was i I forget what it was vicodin or something i can't remember that but it, it got pretty crazy i i got hit twice with it so uh anyway yeah it got pretty crazy but Especially yeah. when the gun got involved, right? Uh, yeah, well, it was... When you brought a gun? Well, it wasn't a real gun. People thought it was a real gun, but yeah, it wasn't. It was a, like a bubble... Uh, it was a squirt gun, but I, I filled it with Vicodin, too, so... And you know what they say, laughter is really the best medicine. Well, so you filled a squirt gun with Vicodin... How did this spin? I think so, it was a bubble gun. Yeah, it's same thing. Squirt gun. Oh, it's the same thing. Just one squirts bubbles. I guess that's true. See, this is the kind of stuff I want. I am a student. I want to be learning these things. I've learned so much from you right now. You know, just honestly, like I learned so much from you in that basement that one night. Whereas. Yeah, I mean, I was everything kinda... Doctor London's saying, it's going in one ear and out the other because it's. I mean, it's well, it's you... either gibberish or it's nonsense. Well, you got to or... understand. I mean, he's a, he's a smart guy. I've known him my whole life since you know I was fifteen. But uh, they, you know, he comes at it from that more academic angle, like you were saying. You know, I just um, I don't like it. I don't trust it. It works. I'm... It works for some people. He thinks we came from worms. Well, it's and that's in reference. To, I was describing our. 
the digestive tract and how it looked similar in some in some ways. But in any case, so um oh yeah. Yeah, I heard your last episode where y'all were talking about that kind of stuff. Um actually you said uh something you were talking about lungs and talking about smoking and how it, you know, gets in your body. So I actually had a question I wanted to bring up since I'm kind of a, you know, medical buff, science buff type, if you will. Okay. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of talk about smoking. There's a lot of kids that smoke these days, you know, and, and they always have. But I feel like there's less kids smoking. So let, I just have this question. Um, what is the relationship in the increase in smoking and the decrease in vaccinations nationwide? How do you think those two, because just as, a, you know, an observer, I've noticed, you know, that smoking levels are increasing, but vaccinations are decreasing. So I don't know if the two are related. I feel like they are. I, I'd have to go ahead and say that I don't believe that those two are related. Well, but, okay, but, but think about it. Um, so you always see doctors smoking cigars. It's kind of what they're known for. Well, I don't know about... Um, you know, I mean, besides being doctors. And you never see them vaccinating themselves. You you always see them vaccinating children huh. and only children. You know I mean? Think about that. I mean, okay, well, I, honestly, I think pediatricians have to be some of the sickest people on earth. You know what I mean? Because, and this is my honest opinion, I, you know, just as an observer, once again, I've noticing that a lot of pediatricians are vaccinating a lot of kids and it has to make you think like why are they pushing vaccinations pushing vaccinations so hard and i i think you know we're seeing a lot of uh you know well, it's, i mean there are there are reasons why it's yeah, to prevent well, disease yeah the... oh no i'm i'm with you there i i do think that vaccinations prevent disease but i'm wondering what their motives are is it to help the kids or is it to keep themselves from getting sick because they're seeing sick kids all day long and part of me thinks it's more about them than it is about the kids because you know vaccinations do work but only for a short amount of time so i think they're doing it more for the paycheck you know, and a quick payoff. And because if you think about it, you know, I feel like it's more of a quick fix and they get their paycheck and then later comes the deterioration um, in many different ways, namely autism. And as mm -hmm. you get older, think about it, you get, you get older, you meet more people. And as you meet more people, you meet, you meet more and more people with Asperger's, which is kind of the in-between phase, you know, of being normal and being autistic. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just how it works. And, you know, you would Plus. think you would think with all the people with Asperger's that are, you know, middle age, something like that, that you would be seeing a lot of people who are older with autism. But the problem is... Old people don't have autism because they weren't vaccinated like kids are today. Well, that's you've given us a lot to uh, to chew on that makes there. So much sense. But uh, okay, so to address a few things in there, uh, quite quite a few things to tackle. Uh, for one thing, the motivation for doctors to vaccinate, and you're saying the, the pediatricians, like the case you made, made it sound like they're just being selfish because they don't want to get sick, and that's why they vaccinate. The, the pediatricians, most doctors, actually all doctors who work in healthcare have to be vaccinated against certain uh, illnesses. But how does that explain the cigars he was talking about earlier? Okay, 
cigars are one of those small personal choices. Uh, that's not part of practicing medicine. Right, but they do kind of, you know, represent doctors in a way. You know, you think of a doctor, you think, what do you think of? A cigar, a, a doctor puffing c- a cigar. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think more of, um, and sorry, Cameron, but a stethoscope uh, is what I would think of, or a white coat. I, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying at all. Okay. So, well, a stethoscope is basically like a doctor's necklace. It's a status thing. Uh, why couldn't you have said that four episodes ago, Dr. London? Okay, well, the reason there is because that's not... The, the purpose is... So if you've seen a stethoscope, um, it's, it's sort of a Y-shaped thing. Uh, so at the top of the Y, at the two ends, those are where it goes in your ears. And at the bottom... Oh, right, to hear the heartbeat. Yes, yes. Good answer, Jake. So, yeah, the bottom is the, the what's called the, the bell and the diaphragm of the stethoscope. And usually they'll use the diaphragm of the stethoscope to listen to your heartbeat or your breathing. Um, and so that's... It's a it's how they know you're alive. Right. And that how they know what could be a, a problem with, with your life, what, what illnesses you might have. So, so the steth... Sorry. The stethoscope... I'm, I'm really trying to follow. The stethoscope prevents the need for vaccinations but requires the need for cigar cigar usage is that correct not requires it's just the cigar is the way i see it the cigar is just another symbol of status and the stethoscope okay. is well, the secondary God, okay so to to clarify that the stethoscope is not a status thing it's a useful tool for the well, doctor well it's 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 killing two birds with one stone really you, it it helps yeah. detect the heartbeat and it also shows that you are in fact a doctor like carpenter jeans right yeah, yeah. they're both jeans that you can wear or and they're a also hammer. function as kind of a tool you can hook your hammer on the bottom part of your jeans on that little hook there that way you can carry it around with you yeah in the same way doctors probably carry around the stethoscope probably carry around a cigar yeah, I mean, uh, carry around a, a actor, a needle, yeah. or a syringe, as Doctor London always kind of forces us to use. I that mean, word. I mean, every occupation has their status symbol. I mean, you've got actors and cameras, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, well, let's let's get, move on to maybe. Um, okay, and also to to address one one thing that also came up in there, uh, there is no um, strong correlation between uh, autism and vaccines. That's that's a myth. That is actually untrue. Uh, well, it just hasn't been studied long enough because, like I said, you see a lot of um, people, you know, around, you know, our age and kind of middle age, you know, that, uh, you know, they're, they're developing, they're starting, they're developing Asperger's. They're not fully autistic yet, but they're getting mm-hmm. there. And then the older people, you don't see so many autistic ones only because they weren't vaccinated in the same way because... You know, big pharma, I feel like, is getting out of control. I was talking to somebody the other day about battlefield medicine and, you know, how great that is. Oh, they were praising battlefield medicine, how good that is that the people on the battlefield don't have to suffer during Mm -hmm. a war. The point of war is suffering. If nobody died, nobody would win the war. I mean, you got to take that into account. And, you know, at least, um, you know, they, they may be well treated today but at least back in you know let's say the civil war they may have been in pain on the battlefield but they weren't being mind controlled by big pharma okay well absolutely so to to clarify one other point you made there so autism and maybe if we weren't being mind controlled then maybe some of these ideas that they came out of the civil war with 
maybe they'd be a little different. So autism, to, to clarify one point, autism is actually diagnosed much earlier on. You can uh, see Dr. London squirming for a cigar right now. He's like, God, I wish I could get away for it and smoke a cigar. Okay, and also one point get I should... On my, get on my, get in my, my Lamborghini and well, smoke yeah, the, my cigar. The, the joke's honestly on doctors because, you know, they're getting kids addicted to vaccinations and they think that's... They think that's all fun and games, but then they're getting addicted to cigars themselves. Mm. It's, it came full circle, you know. My like, nephew gets vaccinations every couple of years. Sad. Yeah. That's the world we live in. Yep. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah. I mean, I would honestly rather live in a world where the life expectancy is much shorter, but you get to have a fulfilled life rather mm-hmm. than one where you're addicted to vaccinations. How old is your nephew? 35. Does your nephew travel a lot? Uh, just a normal amount for a 35-year-old. Because there are certain vaccinations that you would have to keep up with, usually not every few years, but if you travel a lot to certain countries where, let's say, uh, typhoid is endemic, then you might uh, get... Well, he's never been to Thailand. You know, at his age and with his frequent level of vaccinations, I would say he's about the prime... Uh, the the prime candidate to have Asperger's. Um, I don't know if you've noticed anything, but I would definitely keep an eye out for that. Well, what are the, some I'll, of the... I'll, you know, if he's traveling alone, he may need, you know, some, someone to accompany him. What are, what are some of the signs that I can kind of look out for? I, sh- I should interject I was not here. talking to you. Okay, I but... was not. Well, he always excelled on the, you know, on the mental, uh, on the mentally challenged parts of school. Okay, I guess. Okay, but so... I just wanted to hear, not Dr. Lund again. Okay, so to clarify on... Uh, well, the one point, um, Asperger's is actually no longer included in the, uh, the diagnostic um, options here. It's, it's, there's an autism spectrum, and there's uh, certain levels to it. Uh, Asperger's is actually... Uh, that name is no longer so relevant. Well, yeah, because it was it was not a specific measurement. It's more of like the broad, kind of the the area on the in between. Mm. You know, it, it didn't pinpoint, so they don't like they don't like anything that you know doesn't pinpoint a so specific. You, you are you are right in saying that it's a mild form of autism. It's it's one of the more mild forms, but it is still on the spectrum, which is if you've ever heard the term autism spectrum, uh, and so it would be on that spectrum but just not as severe. Um, so, but it, the, term, the term Asperger's is actually no longer uh, used um, in medicine. Uh, so that's a bit of an update in that regard. As for your comment about the amount of vaccinations a person gets, uh, if they're going to a, a legitimate licensed practicing physician, then generally they're, uh, you know, they're going to be getting the correct vaccinations. If they go to DJ Dillon's basement, they may get you know some something else and i can't speak well to you that. know people people care a lot about getting the right medicine and the right dosage and everything but also if there's one thing i've learned in my years of being a businessman it's that people really appreciate customer service and honestly people will pay more and risk more for better customer service so that's one thing that i think doctors um and hospitals are not doing you know as well as you know people like dj dylan in their basement okay and uh, while I appreciate that, so you mentioned your businessman. What what career have you gone into? I know you said you you left the path of medicine. Oh, I just do a little bit of this and that, but you know, I uh, 
I still study up a lot on medicine, so that's why I'm able to be on the show. Oh, that's what qualified. That's what met the criteria for uh, for Cameron to choose you to be well, on yeah. the show. Oh no, I I applied. Yeah, there's a test. We have an application. Yeah. For oh it? yeah, you know, it's like a there's three rounds you have to go through. Uh huh. And you can you conduct a thorough. Like, is it an interview process? Oh no, there was yeah, but there were like a couple hundred people waiting on the sidewalk out there. It was just by chance. I actually didn't even know that it was you. And when I found out, of course, I lost it. I thought it was great. And honestly, I went hysterical because, I mean, you being a doctor, it's just never what I expected once again. But I'm, I'm happy for you. I think it's great. Uh, well, Jake and Andy, thank you guys for uh, for coming by. Yes, thank no you. Problem. I appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. If you want to see if, if this info is correct, uh, Jake, you're going to be doing a lecture in uh, DJ Dylan's basement tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m. Yep, 2 p.m. People. What's the lecture on? Uh, just, it'll be a number of things. Uh, I'm, I definitely will touch on some things that I talked about today. Um, namely, well, I'll have to think of something else to call Asperger's, but I think we all know what it's called. And sure. so, um, yeah, but you know, just your basic stuff, cigarettes, autism, vaccinations. Okay. Um, well, uh, I, I learned a lot today about, uh, DJ Dylan's private life. So that is something. Um, thank you to uh, DJ Dylan, the host, All right. as well as uh, Andy for coming on the show. Um, I'm not sure about the whole sponsorship thing. Um, I, I forgot to mention I, I needed to give a shout out to a couple of friends. Uh, this one goes out to Dylan and Andy and happy. <laughs> Just wanted to wish you guys a happy three week anniversary next Thursday. Don't get too crazy. Alright, thank you all, and thank you for listening. See ya. If you liked that episode, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes. You can write what your favorite part was, whether you prefer pancakes or waffles, or simply write the word review. Honestly, as long as you give us five stars, you can write out um, like just a cooking recipe, or a blog about a recent fashion trend that you don't like. We are Jock Doc Podcast on social media, and we post goodies there too, so give us a follow. And honestly, uh, you know, if you didn't have a five-star experience while you were listening to this, let's say you were cooking and you burnt something, uh, let's say you were driving on the way to work and there was too much traffic, or maybe you were a little sleepy while listening to it, just give it a one-star review. Uh, well, let's... Well, no, I mean, let's... we wanted them to be honest. Yeah. If I was listening to a podcast and I ate something and it was too spicy and I didn't have water near me, that's a one-star podcast. No, well, because we're rating the content of the podcast. Like their food isn't the. Yeah, how am I? I can't hear the podcast because I'm screaming. Ow! Because it's so. Sp- I'm. I can't. There's no water near me. So maybe that's a review for. I guess the rest. Maybe don't leave a review in that case. Would be compromise. Give it two stars. Give it one. That's stars. no. That's still not no. Uh, well, uh, anyway, leave leave five star review. Thanks. Mm-hmm.